Limit Break Radio presents The Rogue's Den. With your esteemed host, <laughs> First Lieutenant Kahlo. He's so dreamy. Wait, what? LimitBreakRadio.com Welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Rogue's Den. Today, we are uh, almost coming to uh, to the completion, to the end of The Rogue's Den Assaults. Today, we are going to be covering Second Lieutenant, and uh, we have a bit of a surprise for you. It's 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 not exactly a Tam 2 song, but uh, it comes pretty close. So, uh, before we get it into that, musical. though... Yes, it is yes, awesome. It is musical. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as to say awesome. We'll, it's uh, awesome. I don't know what he's talking about. We'll see what happens. Uh, we're going to go over a couple things first. Um, first things first, if you have been paying, paying attention to the front site, uh, the front page, you will notice that Extra Life is coming up here pretty quickly. It's coming up in October. Uh, what you need to do is, if you are not participating... Find yourself someone to sponsor, whether it's $1, whether it's $50, whether it's $100. It's all going to a great cause. Um, I would recommend, since you're listening to, listening to my show, that you should probably sponsor me. I had a hell of a time last year finding sponsors, so I'm trying to get a jump on it this year. Uh, check out our front page. Anero just made a post the other day. He has a link to his uh, donation page as well as my donation page. So either one of us, pick one to sponsor. But definitely, if you're not participating, try to spare you know at least a buck. It's, uh, it's the least you can do. And it's going towards a good cause. Um, some other things to talk about. Uh, I mentioned this on the last show, but being as this is my show, I'm going to mention it again. But uh, my little mini-series that I do, uh, fan fiction, I suppose you could call it, but other than being set in the world of Vanadiel, completely original storyline and a lot of the characters. Uh, Honor Amongst Thieves, Sealed in Blood, which is the second volume, has just been completed. You can find that at thieveshonor.wordpress.com. Uh, check it out. Leave me comments. Writing is a big, big part of my life, and uh, I don't think I do it enough, but if maybe I got more comments and more encouragement, I would. Um, speaking of which, by the way, though, uh, Velix, uh, among other people, Nelia, to name uh, uh, another person, like to pick on me for, uh, you know, my grammar isn't really the best. You know, uh, I usually only get what spell check finds and the rest gets put up there, so they like to give me a hard time about it. But uh, the last couple posts in Velix, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but have been error-free. Is that right? Well, there was one I wasn't quite sure about, but I decided not to go with yeah, it. It looked right. to me like an issue mm-hmm. with um, tense, but I'm not very good with tense, so I decided yeah, not to uh, try I'm to attack sure, that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it was uh, stylistic. Okay, it was, I was yeah, going for nice certain try. style. So, <laughs> yep. so, as a result, at the end of the show, uh, Velix is going to sing us a little song. Yeah, so, so that's really cool. We're really looking forward to that. It'll All be right. awesome. Yeah, definitely. So today, second lieutenant. We are only a couple ranks away from the end. And uh, as always, we are going to start off with Velix telling us how to rank up from the previous rank to second lieutenant. And we're getting at the point now where these quests are very, very tedious. So Velix, why don't you tell us about the promotion quest for second lieutenant? All right, this one's uh, not so bad. It's not nearly as bad as the last rank up we did for Chief Sergeant, but uh, it's it's going to be annoying. You're going to start off like you always do. Just go to Salahim Sentinel's office to get a cutscene. You're going to need three Imperial gold pieces. Once the cutscene's done, trade them to Abkuba, get another cutscene. And then you receive the key item of an officer's academy manual. And then you get to begin mini games. But these mini games are, of course, annoying as hell, and you actually have to pay 
for the right to take part in these little mini games. So you're going to be spending a lot of Imperial standings if you're just going to do it that way. Uh, once you're ready, trade Avkuba two more Imperial Mithril pieces, and you will initiate the first trial. Oh, boy, this is the Chocobo one. Yes, indeed, this is the Chocobo one. So at the very least, you're looking at a lot of cute little things the entire time you're failing it instead of, say, I don't know, humans running around in subligars or any Gelkin form dancers. of Gulka whatsoever. Yeah. Um, basically, you're just going to be asked questions about, um, you know, what kind of species of chocobo they are, which I never really understood. Um, how many chocobos there are, how many, like, which direction the chocobos are facing. So, if you pay attention, you should be fine, but uh, if you're trying to multitask and do 12 things at once, then you're definitely going to mess up and uh, probably fail. Although, one wrong answer doesn't immediately mean a failure, so try to be careful with that. And also, if you don't mind subverting game mechanics, you can apparently disconnect halfway through the cutscene and uh, attempt again if you fail without <laughs> having to pay more money. <laughs> well, very Once nice. You, That's the type yeah. of secrets you learn by listening to the rogues, Dan. How to cheat your way around the system. Yeah, don't play must if you get LM17. Um, once you're done that and you've beat that, you're going to trade him two more mithril pieces. And this one's much easier. You just have to trade him a piece of Odd Ergen Beastman equipment, which can be found at your local auction house or in your local Mammal Jaw merit party. So just go auction house. There's a whole list on the wiki. Go find the cheapest one. Grab that. Yep. That's things such as the troll van braces, Mammal Jaw helmets, the... Makalani thing, negative ones, the Terraqua negative one, any type of equipment that you would otherwise... Lumias, yeah. Yep, anything that you would otherwise find off of the corpse of any type of Odd Organ Beastman. Yep. And once you've done that, trade him two more Mithril pieces to initiate the survival training, which is basically just a whole bunch of questions, and all of the answers to those are on the wiki, or you can actually... Some of them are... Um, they're actually based on the previous assault rank ups that you've done so if you were really really paying attention and you remember everything you won't need the wiki but some of them get pretty um ridiculous and there was no way i could have even remembered them <laughs> right 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 and but once you're done that you're done so you are now a second lieutenant if you failed any of them and you didn't subvert the system then you have to pay him two more mithril pieces again to retry the event Yep, so once you go through all of that, congratulations, you are now second lieutenant, which more or less gets you exactly where you want to be to farm salvage points. Uh, now, we're actually going to get into that later, but suffice to say, uh, a couple of these assaults in the second lieutenant rank are extremely easy um, to do with just about any combination of jobs. Some are a bit more frustrating, and uh, we'll definitely get into that into a minute. So, uh, we're going to start with... Probably the easiest and most well-known of all assaults, and that is Red versus Blue, which takes place in the Liaojum Sanctum. The description says, Join battle exercises. Joint battle exercises are to be carried out between the Immortals, who are the Blue, and the Inexorables, who are the Red. You have been assigned to assist the Red team. The first side to defeat the leader of the other will be declared victor. Now, the first thing that's going to happen when you start here is you're going to go up to a door that you see, and you're going to want to tell them the password. Now, it's going to be really hard because they might think that you're the enemy, so that's why you have to tell them the password. Now, you have to be careful because the enemy could have caught you and made you tell them the password, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, okay. I hope some people got that reference. 
Anyway, <laughs> how it really goes is you're going to start out by a bunch of the inexorables. They basically are wearing, like, what, Yigit gear with pole arms is what it looks like. Uh, you're going to be standing next to Shaleheim, who will begin the assault, and there will be eight other NPCs. Now, the best way to do this, all right, it can be done with three, but I recommend at least four if you're not familiar with it, all right? So the way it's going to happen is you're going to want anyone to be the person who pops the other blues, okay? You're then going to want a kiter and one to two heavy DD with survivability, all right? Now, the point of this, as stated, is to defeat the blue leader, who is Raubon. Now, he always pops in the same location, but the other immortals who pop around him vary. So the way you're going to want to do this is you're going to want to start out by running to the location of... Oh, where is it on the map? It's up at, like, age 6, I-6. I-6, yeah. Raubon is going to spawn at the top of I-6 in a group of blue mage NPCs. So what you want to do is you want to take your kiter and your two DDs and go up to about where Raubon spawns Get buffed up, do your meditate if you have samurais, you know, rest a full MP if you're doing this the black mage way, which we will describe. You're then going to tell your person back by Shaleheim that you're ready. They will talk to Shaleheim, and Raubon and all the NPCs will pop. Now, you will fail the assault if Shaleheim dies, and you will also lose assault points based on how many of the inexorables are still alive. So you want to be as quick as possible. Now, in most groups, not utilizing the Black Mage uh, strategy, all you have to do is pull Raubon, any of the NPCs, whatever. Throw a boomerang at them, cast an AoE, do whatever it is you do, and then you GTFO as fast as you can with them following behind you. It's at that point that the other two DDs, or if you have one really good one, will Voke Raubon, will pull him off you in some way, and then you basically just take him down as quick as possible. He has about 3,000 HP. Uh, he does hit DDs sort of hard, you know, around three damage a swing, and being a blue mage, he has a lot of spells and skills that can get pretty annoying. Um, now, the other immortals are not sleepable, but Raubon, however, is very susceptible to sleep, and um, obviously when you kill him, it ends. So this is where the black mage strategy comes in. Uh, you have two black mages and one of anything else. The anything else is going to be at Shaleheim, which is going to obviously pop Raubon. So what you do is you're going to start off with the first black mage casting whatever on Raubon, usually a higher tier nuke. You're going to want your weaker black mage to do this just in case the other black mage can get hate off him. But you can start with an AoE, you can start with uh, tier 4, uh, ancient magic 2 on him, whatever, but you're just going to nuke Raubon and then run as quick as you can. The other black mage is going to start just a couple seconds after you to nuke Raubon as well. Sleep him if you have to, and then basically just finishing him off with the sleep nuke strategy. And uh, the carby pull, of course, also works very well in this situation. So this is a very, very, very simple assault to do, and especially when you got it down, it's very easy to farm assault points. And um, what you're looking at as far as assault points goes is you're looking at about 1,666 for three members, 1,500 for four members, 1,333 for five members, or 1,166 for six members, and of course that is dependent on if no of if none of the inexorable elven NPCs die. Velix, do you have anything else to add to that? Um, I'd never heard of the black mage strategy. That's pretty interesting. Um, I usually just did it with four people. We would go in. One person would uh, spawn it. One person would then be the one who would basically pull Rob on and run everything else away, and then we would just have two DD sub ninja kick his ass, and then. Uh, move on from there it's pretty easy 
nothing too complicated. Yeah, if you can do it with three people, this is by far the best one to farm mm-hmm. for your uh, AP if you really need AP for whatever reason. It's it's amazingly easy and just so worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely takes some practice. Um, I'm actually 50% on uh, Black Mage doing Raubon myself um, just because of MP issues and whatnot. Uh, Tower Tower Black Mage obviously seem to have absolutely no problem doing it. So, um, as for what you can get appraised, we are looking at um, some accessories similar to the last tier, the last uh, rank where you were, where you got the rings from the different ones. Uh, here we're looking at earrings, necklaces, and uh, belts. Some of which aren't really that great, but others are pretty good. Uh, from here, you can get the Sigma earring, which enhances resist paralyze effect. Whatever. Uh, if yeah. you're in salvage or assault, however, uh, you get bash plus 10. Now, um, obviously for Paladin, you're not really going to take them into salvage. Not that big a deal. Uh, Nizul, on the other hand, might be a different case. But uh, wouldn't it be a bad macro for, obviously, Samurais are used a hell of a lot in salvage and Nizul and Dark Knight's a lot in Nizul, too. So not a bad earring. Eh. What, would it just increase the damage, I wonder? Or is it, like... Maybe the stun effect, too. Uh, it could possibly be both. All huh. we know is it affects shield bash, weapon bash, and blade yeah. bash. So. If it's the stun effect, that could be very useful, because then maybe you can get longer stun. Mm-hmm. But if it's just damage, then you know you can pass over it, because 10 damage is not that much. Right, right. Uh, looking at the other thing that drops, though, is the Theta Sash, which has enmity negative 5. And while in Salvage or in Assault, you get Elemental Magic Skill plus 3 and Dark Magic Skill plus 3. So not too bad. I don't know what's up with the Theta Sash, but for some reason, it seems to have a higher appraisal rating than any of the other triple question mark items I've seen. Because from doing red versus blue, we were literally tripping over these things. I don't know why we were getting so many. Yeah, actually, I think I've seen one drop before, too. So, yeah. All right. Uh, and Velix is going to take us to the next one, which uh, can be easy. It's, it's definitely not the most annoying out of this tier, but uh, he's going to take us through Azure Ailments. Azure Ailments takes place in the Mammal Just Aging Point. Basically, your mission orders are to protect against outbreaks of the deadly Kraken flu. Data is required on the effects of the disease. Healthy volunteers are, wait- are wanted to travel to the Mammal Jaw training grounds and collect important supplies. This is basically a... You know when you're leveling and you go, oh, damn, I have slow, I have to erase slow. Or, damn, I have bio, I have to erase bio. This is basically the exact opposite of everything you've ever been taught. You want to get affected by these negative stats. Um, to win the to win the assault, you need to talk to the starting NPC while under the effect of five of seven different possible negative status effects. So basically, you go out, you go in, and you find a mob, and you get his negative status effect, and then you go back and you talk to the NPC before the effect wears off. The seven effects are amnesias from Keykern, bio from Progos, disease from the pit lendworm, slow from spiders and other things, strength down from the buggards. Attack down from the leeches or evasion down from the lizards. They're a mammal jaw wandering around. They don't give any ailments. If you can, just avoid them. Yep. Now, uh, obviously, uh, the bio is just normal bio amnesia. I'm not sure what the move is called, but uh, the pit lindworm's foul breath causes disease. Obviously, spider web is slow, but the pit lindworm can also give you slow with chomp rush or ripper fang. From the buggered for strength down, you want awful eye. Acid Mist from the Leech is Attack Down, and Infrasonics from the Lizard is Evasion Downs. Now, as for the locations of these monsters, the general areas, Raptors, Spiders, and Keycrans can be found to the east, Leeches North, Buggards 
West, and Lizards South. Now, I have actually never done this one yet. This is one of the ones that I still have to do. So, uh, Velix, being as you are captain, uh, what do you remember from the tactics from Azure Ailments? Well, first off, we went to the east, obviously, because that was there was just three mobs there, so we could easily get a bunch of different uh, ailments. Um, we tried to go with some of the um, the less meaningful ones, like the evasion down and the slow and stuff like that, just because it's not really that devastating. I mean, attack down, if you actually use it, you can uh, use it to your advantage and use it to um, make sure that the mobs actually last longer so that they have a greater chance to use their abilities. So kind of treat it like you are a blue mage trying to get your magic spells. Basically, you don't want to kill the mob as much as feed it as much TP as possible so that it'll spam its moves until you get the right one that you want. Yep, that's right. Now, uh, another tactic that people have used, which uh, obviously can go south if you're not prepared for it, but that is having a paladin get purposefully charmed by a pirogo, or I suppose really anyone could get it purposely charmed, but once they're charmed, start casting the enfeebles on them yourself, such as bio, uh, strength down if you have uh, a dark in the party. Um, slow. Uh, slow is another one. And then, you know, once the charm breaks, you walk over and you talk to the NPC. Now, uh, you only need the five status ailments among your entire party. So if Velix turns in slow and I turn in bio, that's two out of seven. And if you end up using the charm strategy, you can only turn in two ailments at a time. So you wouldn't be able to stack, you know, five ailments on and then go talk to the NPC. So keep that in mind. Um, a couple other things to remember and watch out for is that charmed monsters will not despawn when released. Um, as for pulling the mobs, uh, Carby Pull works very well. Um, as I understand from the wiki here is that they may link, they may be in little groups and whatnot. So definitely watch out for that. Pirogos can also lose aggro on the way back to camp, so pullers make sure to maintain the claim whenever it stops to cast. Is there anything else you can think of, Elix? Um, I've known a couple people who have suggested that you actually pull the mobs to the NPC itself, so that way if somebody gets you know hit by attack down from the leeches, one person can kind of disengage and talk to him and turn that in, and then you can kill the leech. I really didn't find it mattered. I actually enjoyed going more towards the mobs because that allowed for... Um, more pick and choose and it had more people because they were very packed together so you were very likely to link and the more people we had there meant somebody could see a pull that maybe somebody else couldn't so it was uh, a lot easier mm -hmm. that way um on our vana chat here virus of life has asked the question can you get three at the same time to save time and the most you can turn in so let's say that you have bio slow and attack down on you and you talk to the npc the npc will only take two of those from you so you can only actually turn in two at a time to save time so definitely keep that in mind well yeah but then you could just turn in the third one that that's true that's true yeah so you could you could if you were really good you could effectively stack up all five on one person and then just go and turn them in mm -hmm. for the next you know 10 minutes or whatever um as for the number of assault points you get is 1,000 for three members, 900 for four, 800 for five, and 700 for six. Uh, pretty low numbers compared to a lot of the other ones, especially of this tier. Yep. This is just more for completion's sake than anything else. <laughs> yep. Now, uh, the, the... Is that Kai? Sai? Kai? Let's just go with Kai. <laughs> the Kai sash drops from here. It uh, It's actually a pretty good sash uh, compared to the other one, which just has negative five enemy when not in certain places. But this has intelligence and mind plus five wherever, and while in salvage or assault, magic attack bonus plus two, and blue magic skill plus three. So not a bad sash to have there. And then you we. 
uh, the Edda Eta Eta set Eta earring Edda Edda mm, earring Eta earring um, <laughs> Vitality plus three on this, and then uh, well and salvage enhances jump effect. And if I remember my dragoon correctly, vitality is a modifier on jump. It very well is. <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine actually went into salvage the other day with two dragoons, a thief, red mage, white mage, and bard. And uh, ended up completing with 16 minutes left. Apparently, dual Dragoons, and they even went for the boss, is pretty damn good. So, there you go. Nice. I would imagine it would be easier to bounce hate than usual just because mm-hmm. of super jumping. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, next, we have Operation Black Pearl, which is in the Halvong staging point. A ship carrying Princess Kajaya of the Imperial family back from a diplomatic mission to the west has run aground near the Libros Cavern. You are to find the survivors and escort them to safety. Now, I haven't actually done this one myself, but after reading over this strat, it doesn't seem like this is too bad of one. Uh, it's not one you're going to want to farm, obviously, and it's definitely one that you're going to want to go into with six people just to make it easier. But uh, in a way, it's very similar to Blitzkrieg, which is the Sergeant Major assault mission for this yeah, area. Kinda. Yep. Um, you're going to start at G7, and uh, you're going to talk to the center NBCs to start the attack waves. Now, there are two NPCs that you have to protect. That is the princess and her servant. And then there are three guarding NPCs. Now, uh, they basically just serve to report to you when a wave of enemies is coming in from their side. Don't think that they're going to help in much more than that. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're pretty useless, yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they have very low HP. They die very, very easily. Um, the uh, attackers come in pretty predictable waves. Uh, the wiki says they usually come in Wamora Campra, then Iruka, then Bombs, then finally a Troll. Now, there can only be, at most, two waves at a time, and the next wave starts when the Troll dies. That's when the new wave will start advancing. So if you need time to rest, keep one of those Trolls up, keep them slept. Um, It's only the Troll combatants that uh, seem to be able to be sleepable. Uh, Things like uh, the Wamura Campra, the Bombs, and the Arukas, even with Elemental Seal, seem to be very, very resistant to sleep. And um, so, yeah. If you need that, just go ahead and keep um, slap, get yourself uh, ready, rested back up and whatnot. Uh, the weaker enemies, it says, is very low HP and can be easily defeated by a black mage's got two spell or a blue mage using fry pan or body slam. The mobs have enhanced accuracy in attack, but they don't hit very hard. Um, the bombs can cast things such as fire four, flare, burn, and the troll combatants aren't as easily defeated. They're about an even match to a 75. So basically you're just going to try and survive for several waves until eventually you will see a special NPC message, something along the lines of, what is this foul creature? Guards to my sides immediately. Immediately get to the center because Chorporbor the Hellraker, which is a dark knight, will approach extremely quickly to try to capture the princess. If you do not intercept him ASAP, you will lose. When this enemy is defeated, the assault is won and all the other monsters despawn. Um, as for lullaby working on them, um, it just says here that most mobs cannot be slept with sleep sleep gust, so there could be a chance that light-based sleeps could work, and that was a question asked by Silver Striker. Although there are NPCs that tell you which direction they come from, I went into this with uh, six people, because this was later on in our assaults when we actually had six people wanting to get these done. We basically put three people... One at each entrance, so basically we one for one to the NPCs so that we could see when things were coming. And then we had a red mage in the middle who was basically responsible for curing them, and then two people who would basically split up or run to whatever side a wave was coming from to help kill that wave. And we basically did that through the whole assault, and it was really easy. It's one of those ones where 
if you plan a strategy and then just stick to that, you can fly through it without much problem. The only thing that was really dangerous were actually the bombs. The trolls were minor, mildly annoying just because they took a little bit longer to kill, but the bombs with flares and fires and their damage was so much higher than everything else we fought in that assault. All right, well, very good. Um, upon completion, with three members, you'll get 1,400, four members, 1,260, five members, 1,120, and with six members, 980. The earring and sash that you're looking at from here, the Epsilon earring, uh, it isn't really too great. Uh, Charisma plus three, wherever you are, and then while in Salvador Assault, enhances Aquin and Plantoid Killer. So, not a big deal. Beastmaster, go. <laughs> Uh, you also then get the Lambda Sash, which gives MP48, and while in Salvage or Assault, you get Cure Potency plus 3% and String Instrument Skill plus 3%. Cure Potency is nice. Yep. Um, coming up next is probably... Oh. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I hate this assault. I hate this assault, too. It's so oh. horrible. Worst assault of this tier... Probably a contender amongst the worst assaults oh. of all time. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> Velix, take it away. Okay. From the lovely Devuka Isle staging point, we have Wake the Puppet. Ugh. During a previous mission to eradicate the undead swarm presence from Perika, the Imperial forces were forced to abandon several Mark II automatons upon their retreat. You are to infiltrate the area, locate the machines, and aid in the return of El in Elzebai. Okay. This is... Bring a Puppet Master. I know that sounds insane, but bring a Puppet Master. Trust me. Um, <laughs> you're going to need to escort at least four of six automatons that are spread throughout the area back to the NPC who is in the middle of the area. You have to control the automatons through commands. Basically, you do emotes to them based on emotes that they do in order to make them follow you or move or do whatever. The only problem is that if you haven't spent say, like most of the people, any time with automatons, you are going to have no idea what half of their emotes actually look like. So you're going to be sitting there and it's going to become trial and error as, you know, you're going to be like, slash Neil, okay, that didn't work, mm -hmm. slash no, okay, that didn't work, and you just continue on until you find the right one. Right. It's now, uh, a lot of you might be asking yourself, well, that doesn't seem so bad. Tedious, but not so bad. But let, we're going to go a little bit more in-depth before we explain the, the, <laughs> the, the real bad part. Um, when you first find an automaton, you have to do slash salute to activate and register it. You then do hooray if you need to command the automaton to fight. Yeah, it's not going to be that easy. Uh, if no. you clap at it, the automaton will follow you, and if you say goodbye, it will deactivate the automaton, which is what you want to do when you get to the NPC. Now, the puppet is not like a normal pet. You must clap every few steps to get it to continue to follow you as you walk back to the NPC. Now, yeah. what Velix was talking about earlier about the emotes is it will randomly just stop and start doing something. Bowing, pointing, waving, dancing, blushing, saluting. But it won't give the emote. Like, it won't say in the chat box, automaton points. No, 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 no. It will just do it. So you have to go through trial and error. If it's bowing, you have to kneel. If it's pointing, you say no. If it's waving, you do welcome. Dancing, joy. There's a whole list of them. Now, to make things even worse, what happens once you activate an automaton, Velix? What pops up that wasn't there before? Uh, enemies. Whites, to be more specifically. Whites. Whites. Skeletons. The fun little skeletons everybody's come to love. 
And, and then I, you get to run back and fight them on mm-hmm. your way back. And now I know what you're thinking. Well, <laughs> if you put sneak up, no big deal, right? Right, but you can't sneak the puppets, and they aggro the puppets as well. Yeah. Joy. Now, they, they do only pop in areas specific to where you activated an automaton, and they will only aggro nearby puppets. So there's roughly about four whites will spawn per each automaton activated, but they will not despawn after the automaton is returned to a Deha. So there is a few good strategies here. Uh, one strategy, of course, is uh, once you get a puppet to aggro a white, if you get the white on you so that you have hate and not the puppet, you can actually run all the way back to a Deha, and it will follow you the whole way trying to fight, which means you don't have to worry about clapping. You don't have to worry about it doing the silent emotes. And then once you get back, you simply kill the white, hit deactivate, and you're good to go. Now, this is probably the strategy that I would recommend. And have as many people as you can, because if you're taking the automaton back and another white aggers it and pulls hate, then your automaton's going to stop and start fighting when you have one white on you. And if you're all by yourself, you could end up with, like, four whites by the time you get to a Deha. So definitely be... Very, 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 very careful. Uh, I've actually managed to beat this the first time, and uh, we weren't smart about it. We basically all went and grabbed our own automaton and died horribly. I don't know how we ended up completing it, but we did. So that's that's pretty cool, I guess. We uh, we did similar, where we all just kind of went and grabbed our own automatons. But uh, since we had six people, a couple people actually managed to get back, get their automaton back somehow really easily. And what ended up, we had we were down to our third automaton back at uh, at Iha, and we were trying to get the fourth one there for completion, and we had like four people standing around this one automaton trying to figure out what emote it was doing so that we could get it to move. Ah, and here's here's the big, here's the big thing. Once, say, Velix activates the automaton, he's in control of it. I cannot clap for it. I cannot try to figure out the response for it. Once you're in control of it, you are the only one who can do emotes to get it to go on. Yes, so, that's why you need to bring a puppet master so that they can say, oh, you know, that's the automaton is praising, that's obvious for mm-hmm. me sort of thing. So yep. then you need to do blush. So it's just... Uh. <laughs> yep, and um, Angelina asked if you could do the Carby method like in the Professor Assault with this. And yes, I believe you can. If you get, the, uh, if you get Carby to grab Attack all... It. Yep, grab all the whites. Um, really, anyone with kiting-type experience could, in theory, grab all the whites and just run off with them. Um, I don't know if it would, you know, would eventually overwhelm you at first, but as long as whoever escorting the puppet is, you know, know, knows what they're doing and not taking 15 minutes to get one puppet back to the thing, that very well could use as a good strategy. Um, Virus of Life also says a good strategy is not to do this assault whatsoever. You can't get captain rank, sure, but you also save yourself a big headache. Yeah, and you don't have to do this assault, so it's kind of like win-lose, but... Now, as for uh, what happens if you end up beating this assault, well, with all six puppets returned and three members, you get 1,200. You get 1,080 for four members, 960 for five members, and 840 for six members. And as for what you can dig up, you get yourself a neat little beta earring, which is, uh, eh... Uh, ranged accuracy plus two, and when in salvage assault, you get haste plus one percent. Isn't that kind of counterproductive? Because haste doesn't really affect people yeah. who use ranged accuracy. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, you can also get the Zeta Sash, which is attack plus ten, and while in salvage or assault, increases the rate of critical hits, which isn't too bad there. Yep. So then the next one coming through is one that. 
I think can be pretty annoying, but if you know what you're doing, it's actually pretty simple. So lucky for you, you're listening to the Rogues Den, and we're going to teach you how to do this one very simply. This is the last one in the second lieutenant rank, and um, it is called Desperately Seeking Cephalopods. 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 Desperately Seeking Cephalopods. This one takes place in the Ilrusia Toll staging point, and the mission orders are... To increase production of their special nighttime camouflage, the Imperial Marines require large quantities of a secretion from a rare cephalopod known as the Adipot, found in the Ilruzi Atoll. Before you go here, you are going to need fishing pole and lure. I don't think your fishing skill matters, but make no. sure you have fishing poles. So what's going to happen <laughs> Yep, is you're going to have to fish up a Oroban, kill it, to receive the Adipot. Now, uh, if you get extremely lucky, you might fish it up on your first try. Um, I've read of a few people doing that, but chances are you're not going to be able to. So, there are going to be four NPCs fishing at various points around the lake, and they are going to give you hints on where to fish up the Oroban, which can only be caught in the area indicated by the NPCs. So, the starting dialogue is as follows. Pajama says, hey, hey, can't you see somebody's already here? Walagaram says, what do you want? Can't you see I'm busy here? Zawaf says, stand back. I wouldn't want you to scare away my paycheck. And Shada simply says, Shada's busy. Now, monsters will be caught 100% of the time that you fish. There are no fish. And after you've caught and killed a few, three of the four NPCs' dialogues will change to the following negative message. And uh, no, Silver Striker, I don't think it matters which lure or which rod you take, but definitely keep in mind that lower quality rods have a easier chance of breaking leaving you without a way to fish what i did with that was we instead of buying from the auction house we just went to the fishing guild in odd Ergen and bought some rods and lures and then did this assault yep definitely definitely uh visit your local fishing guild to grab your things so wallagram's negative message will be damn nothing pajamas will be i don't know the pot should be biting like crazy Zwaf says, perhaps I made an error in reading the tides, and Shada says, Shada's sad. Now, while three of the four will have a negative message, one of the four will change to a positive message, such as Pajama saying, Woohoo! I knew this was the place! Wallagrim saying, Hehehe, the stick said today'd be my lucky day. Zwaf, ah, I knew my calculations were correct, and Shada says, Shada's happy. So fish near the positive NPC for a bit, killing the monsters you pull up, and after a certain number of monsters, that NPC's dialogue will change again. Some people theorize that it might be triggered by killing a Kraken, so keep in mind, Kraken, couple of monsters, but uh, the NPC's dialogue will change again, indicating the location to fish up the Oroban. A couple of exam- examples is Bajama saying, I heard a rumor that the inlet to the east is teeming with pots. Just a rumor, though. Um, Wallagrim can say something along the lines of, if you ask me, the inlet all the way to the north looks mighty keen. I ain't leaving this hole, though. And Shada might say something along the lines of, Shada's lonely. All her Adipot friends are swimming to the southern inlet. So they'll basically point you in the direction. So keep fishing in that area that the final NPC message guided you to, and eventually you will catch the Oroban. And please note that it will not always be the first fish you catch. It has been documented to take as many as seven Times. Now, this Orban NM has a lot of HP, several AoE TP moves that can silence and or sleep you, but the Orban can also be slept. So, if um, you kill the Orban, whoever lands the killing shot will get a message saying you find an Adipot in the belly of the Orban. That person must then return the Adipot to the starting NPC 
to complete the mission. Ta-da! That's well, all there is to it. Don't forget the um, there are key kerns wandering around the um, the area that will aggro you by sight. So it's not quite as easy as just going talking to NPCs fishing. It's going talking to NPCs fishing while avoiding aggro mm-hmm. and linking mobs and pain. <laughs> yep, I remember doing this with uh, it was just me a red mage and I think a dragoon. No, me red mage and a bard. I don't know. It was just three of us. But, yeah, just uh, a couple DDs and a yep. It like was a uh, it was definitely pretty easy. With three members, this is going to net you one thousand points. With four members, nine hundred. With five members, eight hundred. And with six members. 700 points and uh if you've done each and every one of the second lieutenant assaults you will be ready to rank up to first lieutenant but that's not all because what can you get from appraising anything good well you can get the gamma earring which gives mp plus 15 and while in salvage and assault avatar perpetuation cost negative one there's also go to selfish. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you can also get the new sash, which is accuracy plus ten percent, not bad. And while in salvage, subtle blow plus five, I guess. Well, I I've, I know when I did salvage for a little while, everybody was like, "Oh my god, we have to have like plus four thousand subtle blow on the monk so that the NM never uses his moves because we were monk tanking stuff." And it was just like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, whatever." Um, Angelina uh, also monk can't even use this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Angelina also uh, <laughs> m- mentions, and I want to make sure to note this: that if let's say somehow you just catch a really unlucky break and all your lures and rods end up breaking, you have no way to fish it up. That you can kill the Kikrins because they have a chance to drop lures and rods too. Which you're probably screwed at that point, because you really made a bad decision if your words and rods are all breaking in and they're gone, because assuming, right. the, 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 assuming you actually know how to fish or you've fished anything ever, you understand how the uh, back-and-forth motion works and how to deplete the stamina on the mob. If you hit zero, you'll fish up every time. You can't hit zero and then break a rod or snap a lure, I don't think. I never did anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's basically it for the second lieutenant rank. A lot of it's easy. Well... A couple of them are easy, the other of of them them are are headaches. brain-crushingly annoying. (laughs) And uh, now what we're going to do, when you're at this point, obviously there's better perks to getting uh, first lieutenant, even better perks to getting captain. But uh, if you're just looking to get assault points, you have now put yourself in the perfect position to do so. So we're going to talk a little bit about maximizing your assault points in order to do salvage or get gear. We're going to start in each of the areas and go through a couple of them that we think uh, and have personally found to be extremely easy. Uh, or at least nice and useful. Some of them are um, a little more challenging, but if you're skilled, then you can do them and get massive amounts. Right, of, uh, definitely. <laughs> um, obviously, we're going we're to start with Leogem Sanctum, and the first, foremost, one of the easiest ones to do, obviously, red versus blue, which we talked about earlier. You can net yourself 1,500 to 1,666 every single time and it takes three to four people very Which basically e- is a salvage run right yeah. there so if you're trying to farm salvage points you know one red versus blue if you do it right equivalates mm-hmm. to one salvage run <laughs> yep and definitely uh it's it's easy to pick up for people who've never done red versus blue before and it's not one that you have to you need a lot of practice at very simple to do of yep. course the only problem with it being that uh you have to be second lieutenant so yeah. uh, another easy one to look at is in the corporal rank Counting Sheep, which we talked about in a previous episode. Now, this one isn't as simple as what Red vs. Blue is. This is one that you're probably going to need a static number of people to do it with. Uh, you're all going to need to know what you're doing 
and definitely be informed the whole time, but it's one of those ones where once you get it down, it's smooth sailing from then on out. Um, alternatively from that, I had also included in the farming of points in Lajalan Sanctum, if you are good and you have a good group of six people, you could theoretically farm Bloody Rondo, which is the first lieutenant assault for Lajalan Sanctum, which will get you, regardless of the number of people you have, a guaranteed 1,500 points. So mm-hmm. like, if you have a whole group of six people who need points for salvage, let's say, you could run two separate groups of red versus blue, or you could all just kind of gang up together and go to a bloody rondo. Uh, and bloody rondo will be covered in the next episode of The Rogue's Den. Yes. Uh, looking at Mobiljaw training grounds, probably the easiest one to do is preemptive strike, which is the private second class where you have to go in and kill a bunch of Mobiljaws. Now, to give you an idea of just how easy this is, a Nero did this with Oris and a Red Mage, and that was it. <gasps> yeah, I know, Amazing. right? Two Dark Nims with a Red it. Mage? I don't. How did they hit anything? Well, yeah, I know, right? Especially like what happens when uh, they used Warm-up. Warm-up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They have no form of dispel. Sheesh. I don't know. Tell you what, I mean, wait, if there's a thief there, you could Aura steal it, but... So yeah, so yeah. basically, it, it's very easy. As long as someone knows the sequence for pulling, which is very easy to get down, you can take in two DDs and a healer. Um... Fully merited, you know, fully geared. It's absolutely so easy. Um, if you're not really that merited, not really that geared, uh, just to be safe, you know, taking three DDs and a healer. But otherwise, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, refer back to our private second class episode about preemptive strike if you have any more questions about that. Um, another one that's good. Uh, it's a good one for. It's actually private first class. I actually wrote that wrong, but it's a good one if you're low on points because a lot of times when somebody's like oh i need points for salvage i need points for gear everybody's just like oh go do red versus blue yeah red versus blue is second lieutenant not everybody's Mm. second lieutenant sort of thing (laughs) definitely yep Uh, another good one in the mamaljaw training grounds is the double agent which uh for new people the first time in it might not be the best to farm this is another one that once you know what you're doing you get down how it works uh you can go in there with any number of people and just blow right through it pretty easily yep it's uh pretty damn easy yep and that uh that's captain rank and uh, Velix corporal. is also a uh, corporal rank. <laughs> well, it's a C. C for captain, C for corporal. It's corporal There rank. are no captain Sorry. assaults. Shush. Uh, Velix also put down the Suzanu Shuffle, which is the first lieutenant one, which uh, I know that they all give the same amount of points, but really, if you're first lieutenant, you ought to be doing red versus blue anyhow. Well, unless you need Mammal Jaw staging point, points. Oh, yeah, that's whatever. right, I guess. The Suzanu Shuffle is slightly harder than red versus blue, but if you have a good group, you could mm-hmm. probably farm it. Yep. Uh, in Libros Cavern, uh, probably the easier one you're looking at, which is Lance Corporal, is Evade and Escape, and that's the one where you're... Wait, which one is that? Evade and Escape was the one where you have to go through the area and click the switches. Okay, yep, uh, to, to connect the bridges, and you have yeah. to watch out for the Dahaks, which are true sight. That one can be a bit tricky, but again, it's the kind where, after a little bit of practice, uh, it's pretty simple to do. Uh, the other one, which is the same type of you need to practice to do it, is the Apkalu breeding one. Uh, this is definitely one that needs a lot, a lot of practice to be able to do this uh, statically and get the same amount of points every single time. Um, yep. You can't do it with just one person knowing what they have to do. All three people have to know what they're doing. Um, I tried to do this when I was getting some Libros Cavern points, uh, started a little group with them. Um, I got to the point where I could get three, almost four pairs in 15 minutes. But uh, being that there is, what, I think there's seven pairs total, something like that? Yeah. So as long as everyone can get two, and then, you know, one person getting a third pair, then you're good to go. So 
Yep. Fairly uh, easy if you have some experience with it. Definitely. Uh, moving on to Periquia, uh, there's Building Bridges, which I don't actually remember that one. Felix? Is that the one where that you have to take the automaton? No. Four switches. Oh, yeah. This is the one where you, there's, you're in uh, the area, and there's four switches, one in the west, one in the north, one in the east, one in the south. You have to click all the switches. That activates the middle thing. There's Lamias running around. When they see you, they capture you, take you back to the start. Right, right. So it's one of the ones where, again, lots of practice, easy one to do. Uh, me, do and my, uh, me and my buddy, actually, we, we used to do that a lot because we, we found it easier. He wasn't second lieutenant yet, so we couldn't do red versus blue for salvage points. So we did that one instead because we could take in three people, and me and him alone could get all, three, all four switches. So it's really easy if you know what you're doing and have even one or two competent people. Definitely, definitely. Uh, another one you can also try is Diffuse the Threat, which is the Sergeant Major. And this is another one that's not coming to my head right away. Velix? This is... I don't even know why I put this one down, but it has tons of possible points. But it not it's the one where you're running around and the keycrons are there and you have to find the bombs and the bombs are invisible and as you get closer to the bombs it kind of does the kachink sound in your in your uh, text log and you have to kind of hot and cold game to where the bomb is the bomb will appear you defuse the bomb but ah. that's the it's it has the you can get if you do it really well and you're somehow like king of defuse the threat and you do it with three people and you you can get sixteen hundred points if you get all the bombs but the likelihood of doing that is like nil apparently i know somebody who did it once but it's unless you're really 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 good at this then i would not suggest farming this for points <laughs> all right moving on to ilarusia tall you have what is probably in my opinion as long as you're not a summoner the easiest assault ever created and we talked about this in private second class but golden salvage get yourself a summoner friend or hell even any type of mage friend with summoner sub as long as their summoning magic is capped you just sit back and let them go to work. I'm pretty sure we... You, you could bring your puppet master friend from uh, Waking the Puppet. Now, that's true, too. Um, uh, from, unless they change it, I know that there was still a slight chance of death on the chance of the puppet master. So I would actually recommend you, a puppet master, and a summoner. Because a summoner can get the job done, and the puppet master's going to die, which provides for uh, quite a bit of entertainment, since you're going to be pretty bored just sitting there by yourself waiting for the waiting assault for to the, be completed. Yeah. But the best part is, since you're sitting there waiting, you're on chest duty, so you get to pop the chest. Yep. Which has always been one of oh, my good. favorite parts. Yep. So uh, for more information about that particular strategy, make sure you check out our private second class episode. And Lummy number 13, um, which is private first class. Lots of dispels, basically, as long as you know what you're doing. Because if you keep dispelling the NPCs and not killing them, obviously they're going to help you take down Lamy number 13. So that's a pretty good one, too. But I recommend Golden Salvage with a summoner friend. Yep. All right. So that, that is the end of the that. Rogue's Den, Second yep. Lieutenant. So just a couple things to remind you. Make sure you check out our website, limbrickradio.com. Check out the forums. Visit. Drop some lines. Uh, extra Life. Donate for Extra Life. Even one dollar. Even a single dollar. Okay, if you have to go out on the side of the road and pick up pop cans, get that dollar. Do one single dollar. This is all going to a great cause, the Texas Children's Hospital. Uh, if you go to our front page right now, you can donate to either me or Nero, or if you know anyone else, donate to them. Whoever it is, just donate to somebody. Um, is there anything else you can think of, Velix, that we need to uh, discuss, we need to address? Um, no. No? No? Well, no. All right. Well, this this has been... This has been me, Kahlo, and my assistant, Velix, 
at uh, at the Rogue's Den with the whole assault thing. This was actually our first episode live. We have a couple Starbreakers here in the uh, chat room listening the whole time. Of course, that's Angelina, Sevo Kevo, Silver Striker, Taru Dragoon. Well, not Angelina anymore. Oh, but. no, she left. <laughs> well, you know what? Whatever. Remorse sucks Fine. anyhow. Uh, Virus of Life and, of course, Zero Serenity, our uh, site admin, is in there as well. So, now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Who is waiting for this? I bring you. Like, who wants to put themselves through that? Felix, I'm trying to give you a good intro, okay? (laughs) Silent for a minute so that I can do my thing. Minute of silence. The moment that we've all been waiting for. The ever-talented Kiki. The ever-lovely Lol. The (laughs) ever-popular Ruffle. Velix from the Midgar Stormer server coming to you with a classic. Here is Velix singing, I'm so pretty. I feel pretty from the West Side Story. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and gay. And I pity any girl who isn't me. I feel charming. Oh, so charming. Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Felix, Felix, Felix. Hold on, hold on, no. hold on. No, guys, guys, no. We're going to ask the Starbreakers here real quick. Didn't really seem like he was really putting his heart and soul into it. Did it, guys? Oh, that's fine. Right? I mean, I, I, I think you can do a lot better than that, you know? Take a moment. I think you don't yourself, know me too well, then. <laughs> compose yourself and, and, and get in touch with, with your, your inner self. My inner, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's okay, Civil Kevo. We'll get through this together. <laughs> from the beginning, Felix. Mm. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and gay. And I pity any girl who isn't me today. I feel charming, oh so charming. It's alarming how charming I feel. And so pretty that I hardly can believe I'm real. So the pretty girl in the... Ah, see, I don't know the, um, the beat. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. And, um, and uh, definitely... I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, though. I'm, and I'm, I'm witty. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's unanimous amongst the Starbreakers that that's enough. We that's, lost another one. That's, yeah, there they go. <laughs> They're just dropping like flies in there. I well, know how to clear a room now if I need Yeah, to. definitely, definitely. All right, well, thank you, Velix, for joining me for Second Lieutenant and for that lovely... Stirring rendition of yeah. I Feel Pretty. Exactly, exactly. So definitely join us next time for what is going to be the final Rogue's Den episode for Assaults. This will be Velix's last appearance on the Rogue's Den. At least conscious. No, no, it'll be, it'll be the last one. Oh, we'll I can promise you that. Definitely. Yeah, well. All right, also so. also promise sometimes that the hat will be updated by Tuesday, but. <laughs> you... You, you, yeah. So, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next time on The Rogue's Den. As always, I'm Kylo, kicking it from the back. I'm Velox. You don't get the last word. This is my show, Velix. I just sang, shut up. (laughs) Okay, here, all right, you do your outro, go ahead. Okay, and I'm Velox, thinking of taking up a career in Bard. And I'm Kylo, as always, kicking it from the back.
Final Fantasy, Tetramaster, and Vonadeel are registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. The Limit Break Radio network is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Share-Alike United States license. For more information on Creative Commons licenses, visit creativecommons.org. 